0: this is Trinity and this is Trinity's talk it out sessions on Spotify you could be following me on my RSS feed so welcome you guys and the music that has been provided to us today is by white bat audio Carl Casey so please subscribe to him on YouTube this wonderful wonderful person has made so much royalty free music and synth wave like sci-fi wave if you're into like that vapor wavy um i don't know electronic chill synth vibes there you go white bat audio thank car casey for all that stuff so let's get started on this episode of our podcast i think this is episode three Yes, this is episode three and as you know my name is trinity i am a tarot reader and astrologer i also use mental i also combine mental health as well as spiritualist um properties and all that other good stuff so let's just get started i'm tired y'all how are you guys i hope you guys are doing well i hope everybody's doing great we are going to talk about today um shadow work no one wants to talk about it a lot of people are somehow still seemingly ignoring it after a long time a long time everybody loves to throw out my favorite word narcissist Uh, that is my absolutely favorite word um a lot of people i feel do not understand number one when you start doing shadow work you cannot just throw around the word of narcissist and I hate to tell you this It's probably the most overused trope to call somebody quote-unquote toxic uh, It makes my head hurt, and I'm sure any other Therapists LCSW licensed social workers psychologists will Bang their heads into the wall because they are like what the heck know that person is not a narcissist now. I will say People can have narcissistic traits, as everybody does. Everybody has those very insanely self-serving, selfish traits to them. So, that's not something you can ignore when you do shadow work. The thing is, when you start jeopardizing and prioritizing the entirety of yourself over other people. So, there's that part. There's that part. Anyway, in terms of shadow work... um. I honestly feel that people never know where to get started, and the my favorite place to get started in doing shadow work is essentially therapy. Um, When you start therapy, that's when you go into the background of like, oh, you know, why do my behaviors enable certain things why do I react a certain way that I do like that would be shadow work and like I said a lot of that can be reached through therapy going to a counselor um actually getting yourself diagnosed with whatever mental health disorders that you have regulating yourself on meds seeing what works for you seeing what doesn't now the thing about shadow work is it's not a overnight process you don't just wake up and be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do shadow work. No, we're not doing that today. Stop that. Just just stop it, y'all. Just stop that shit. Because it doesn't make sense for you to be like, oh yeah, I'm not toxic because I realize I have to do shadow work. I realize my toxic traits, blah, blah, blah. Whatever, y'all. Stop. We get it. We get it. You're not toxic. But funnily, funnily enough, that is a toxic trait to think you're not toxic and to think that because you're self-aware, keyword because you're self-aware of your toxicity does not make you any less not toxic y'all get it okay um but that being said self-awareness is one of the first steps in shadow work yes it is therapy work trauma work however you want to spin it it ultimately comes down to becoming self-aware of your own toxic traits or toxicity or whatever word we're we're gonna use toxic take a shot every time i say the word toxic let's go please don't be drunk don't drive don't drink don't drive don't do that because you will be drunk by the end of this okay anyway y'all so with that being said self-awareness is number one in doing shadow work and it goes in tandem with being mindful which is once you are self-aware of how you react to situations and people saying certain things and things of that nature, you ultimately are becoming more mindful of what you put out. So let's say your first, like when somebody gives you, let's say this is constructive criticism. Let's say somebody is giving you constructive criticism and they say, hey, you know, um, that's a nice way of doing that. How about we do this instead? And if you immediately feel attacked or belittled or some negative feeling, it's a moment, that is a moment where A, you are self-aware that yes, this makes me feel a negative emotion. Mindfulness is taking that feeling a negative emotion And turning it into something where it's like, yes, I feel angry and upset. However, is that the way I is that the way this person intended it for me? Is that what this person meant by when they said, "Hey, you know, I like that. Let's do it a different a different way." Are they attacking me, or am I internalizing this because of some other situation that I correlate with it? Mindfulness comes into play at that point when. Instead of reacting, let's say, instantly or in a trauma response, well, what do you mean by that? Or some Like, something along those lines, it doesn't have to be exactly that. Um, that reaction is more so a trauma response where if you use mindfulness, you could have been, you would have been able to effectively turn that into something where it was, hey, what do you mean I can do You know better or something like that or how can we change it or hey what's your opinion things like that so it get it can get hard and that's one of the very first steps in doing shadow work or trauma work or whatever therapy work you decide to do it can get a little difficult because it takes that hair trigger second to react but it takes five seconds to be mindful of um, your emotions and how you react to and uh, how you react to whatever the stimulus or whatever was said to you. So I'm not saying that no one can do shadow work or trauma work or whatever. I will say it's more of a counseling and therapeutic thing which requires it can be done on your own however it does require sometimes a little bit more help from like again a spirit like a spiritualist um your pastor whoever you go to for some sort of counseling especially if you go to a professional um social worker or therapist or whoever you go to um friends are not as helpful in the shadow work process and the reason i say that is because a lot of times there is a bias to you and your situation that surrounds it. And they also have their own biases. I'm not saying therapists and counselors and stuff don't. But usually they are more trained to eliminate their bias. I'm not saying they can do it effectively all the time. But usually when you find the right the right person to click with and, you know, rise with. You can't. They are more self-aware of their biases than a friend or co- like a friend or even a co-worker could be everybody has their own internal biases and that's why your close personal circle sometimes they're able to they're a good support system but that sometimes they're not very helpful in doing you know your own internal work and things like that if you get what i mean no do you get what i mean no okay um so, with that said, I will kind of move on a little bit out of that. So, self-awareness and mindfulness are probably the basis of things where I start people when they do do shadow work. So, self-aware is, like I said, self-aware, to, just to recap, self-awareness is to be aware of your feelings and things like that. Mindfulness is being more, uh, mindfulness is being more aware of and how you react so if you can kind of get a grasp on those two things honestly you're on the right path and if you need any extra help by all means go 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 to therapy go to your psychologist whatever take always take care of your mundane before you make it into some sort of magical journey and spirit like spiritualism like spiritualists and even regular regular folks it all comes from the same basis of psychology basic psychology hey what is going on in your surrounding circumstances what has affected you over time and things like that that has developed you into the person that you are now and reacting the way that you do now again it's a lot of hard it's not hard hard work but it is hard work to be more aware and more present in yourself, especially some of you have problems dissociating. And yes, staring off into space is fucking dissociating. Don't say that it's not because it is. You are actively disconnecting from whatever is going on right now to just think about space or just to stare. I do it sometimes, it's kind of fun. Not all the time, but just a little bit. Some people do dissociate, dissociate um, more than others, but again, that's the trauma response, and that is somewhere again mindfulness, like self-awareness and mindfulness, can come to way come into play where you are aware that you're getting ready to dissociate, and mindfulness is bringing yourself back. And then we have the third step, grounding. So after you do, after you're self, you become self-aware, you are mindful of your responses, how you react, and things like that. The third step is to ground, reground yourself, put your feet firmly in the ground, stabilize yourself in that moment. Is this in it? That's where you find out, is this an appropriate response right now? And it may seem like this entire like three step process takes fucking 10 minutes. What's crazy is it doesn't. It takes like a split second. It takes a split second to realize, like dang. I don't think this person meant it this way. I can react one of two ways. I can either explode or I can be like, so, hey, what do you mean by that? Sometimes it can be, like, the safer option where, like, mm, if I choose a safer option right now, like, hey, what do you mean by that? You get clarity on that person's, like, intentions. Sometimes intentions aren't always clear, but usually in the moment you can kind of tell if this person means you malice or not. Or if they're being sarcastic or whatever. Now, if you're on the spectrum or there's like, um, if you have like autism, um, things like that. Or some sort of like emotionally, uh, or some sort of mental disorder where you are not able to tell social and emotional cues, that is when it can be more hard, and in, not even more hard, insanely difficult to discern that. for our regular folk, maybe neurotypical folks, some neurodivergent folks can discern enough, but it's usually masking and all that stuff, we're not getting into that, we can get into that next episode, but... If you are like on the neurodivergent levels, it does become a little bit difficult, especially if you have like underlying um disorders where you cannot tell people's social emotional cues. You know, you know some people like, like to immediately blurt out Asperger's and that's not a thing. Just no, uh, don't do that. Don't do that. People still say that and yeah, no, just don't do that. Just if you're on the spectrum, especially. Um, if you're on this uh, autism spectrum it becomes insanely hard for those people to really discern that and you can fix it to whatever situation that you need to by sometimes I choose the safer option be like hey what do you mean like that or I will play it as a joke and I'm very bad at it and like oh hey you know kind of slow what do you mean and you know the typical neurotypical person will be like no you're not oh my god you know what I mean and I literally don't know what this person's mean. So I just choose the safest response and kinda like go back and reevaluate how I could done that but I'm getting off track. Oh my goodness, I'm getting off track. Anyway, shadow work. Three steps to end this podcast. Uh, or to end this episode. Self aware, mindful. Self awareness, mindfulness, and grounding. Alright, those are your three top things that you can use to start shadow work trauma work and tandem with mindfulness a journaling is great for this you can if you can't decide how you want to react in that moment take your phone out you know text it to yourself and email to yourself or however you want to do it and be like in this moment I felt X because this person did this and then you reflect why that, is, that can become a big part of self-awareness. Steps so 1 and 2 literally go hand-in-hand, hand, conjoined at the damn hip type of energy. 3 comes after you're able to effectively do 1 and 2 nearly seamlessly. And like I say, if you need any help with this, by all means, go, go, go to therapy. They can give you tools and techniques based on your situation. So that way you can essentially work it out better so I feel like I've been talking in circles I want you guys to let me know what you think and what techniques do you use or if you even go see a therapist or anything to do shadow work or trauma work do you have any questions about it um do you think shadow work and trauma work are the same or do you think they are two different entities entirely do you think that trauma work um, or shadow work are essential before someone gets started on their craft and exploring the spiritual realm. That is an interesting question. Please, please, please send me emails. Let me know. Follow me on YouTube, Instagram at Trinity's Intuitive Light and Tarot. Please, please, please head to Facebook, Trinity's Intuitive Light and Tarot. Let's have a discussion. I will post this. This will be posted every Thursday at 4 p.m. I love you guys so, so much. And we are going to fade out With Mr. Carl Casey's White Bat Audio. Royalty free synth music. Alright. I love you guys so so much. Peace.